Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Set your phasers to stun because we're talking about sci-fi gals this month. The library is filled with out-of-this-world adventures of different planets, new technology, and space travel. So let me introduce my fellow travelers for this epic journey. First up, it's the library manager of Gals Guide. It's Bonnie Fallenworth, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo, Bonnie! So, Bonnie, tell the good people about yourself and what you've been up to. I've been up to trying to finish up my... Master of Library Information Sciences degree. Your unicorn degree, yeah. yay. <laughs> yes. Just had my last art fair of the season. Sweet. The Irvington Halloween Festival. That's always a good always one. Always super awesome. Yep. Lots of puppies. Good. Pu- puppies in costumes? Oh, yes, lots of costumes. My Is kiddo that... was there. Oh, really? Nice. Oh. Do you see that puppy? He was dressed as a wizard. He's 11 and not a dog. Yes. So you may not have noticed. <laughs> this is true. He was Gandalf and Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was, was. adorable. He told nice. everybody that that asked. Yes. And, I, and I did. <laughs> I saw a girl dressed up as um, Aunt Shirley from oh. L.M. Montgomery. Yes. Books, the like, Canadian Pippi Longstocking kind of. Oh. And I was Pippi Longstocking, so I was like, yes, exactly. this is freaking adorable. <laughs> You're like, I get you, kid. I get mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, next up, she is our book club director, Katie Young. Yay! Why, thank you, ladies. Katie. You know how to make someone feel special. I know, right? <laughs> uh, what is new with you this November? Not a lot new, um, gotcha. but just getting What's into- old with you, Katie, this November? <laughs> <laughs> My bones. <laughs> right? That sums it up pretty Fair. well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, we've just been, we had a nice fall break trip and we went down to Kentucky and saw some beautiful scenery, saw a little nice. bit of mountains, which is always like a nice reset to life. Yeah. I think you just kind of absorb that in. Um, so things have been good. Just Sweet. getting into the busy part of the Ew. holiday season. Yeah. 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 I'm, so. I call it the trifecta of kill me because right. it's, it's like Thanksgiving, it's Christmas and then it's New Year's and it's like, I just know. Right. <laughs> we're, we're amping things up at work. There's tons of projects, but right. it's all going to be fun and good. Today at work, we had spirit week and it was hats <gasps> oh. and mustaches. Hats Thanks. and mustaches. And I have to tell you, a pack of stick on mustaches yeah. have never brought a group of children so much joy. We all had a fun day. Sweet. So. I remember Target once had pink mustaches, and I was very tempted nice. to have them here in the library, just in case. That I think we need You, them. you yes. never know we'll when you need a very open. silly pink mustache. <laughs> it really turns the day around. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? <laughs> well, as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach, and I'm the executive director of Gals Guide, and I've been having a fantastic time leading our journey writing workshop. We've got like 22 writers in this class. Nice. Uh, they are all amazing. I really can't wait for you guys to read their stories that they are putting out into the world in various publications. I've been sending them different like calls for submissions, much like the Gals Guide Anthology. <gasps> submissions are open until December 31st. Is that a good plug? It was a great plug. Yes. Thank well you. Timed. And so... Is your uh, writing workshop producing the poems? Because I noticed yes. a new feature on the web, our 
Facebook. On our social media channels, yeah. we okay. are starting patron poetry. So we first asked our uh, writers to share their patron poetry for about sci-fi gals. Okay. But it is now open to the public. Next month, it's going to be about Indiana gals. Oh, so cool. please, if you have like a quick uh, less than 10 line poem about Indiana girl, uh, Indiana gals, I almost said girls because I'm thinking like Tom Petty in my head. Um, <laughs> look That's on our fair. social media and it'll tell you how how you can uh, change or send your submission in. Yeah. So, and I mean, even cute? you get a bonus because like, you'll have it your work out there and yes. the notoriety of that. Yep, and exactly. be able to help Gals Guide. Yeah. Um, but Rue made the most beautiful background Isn't for that our gorgeous? recent poem. So yes. your poem will be given like the royal treatment and you'll mm-hmm. have something you could, I think, print out and frame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. Lots They're of reasons gorgeous. to do it. Gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Before we dive into our first sci-fi gal, which will be Bonnie's sci-fi gal, um, <laughs> uh, we'll look at the calendar just for a yes. quick second. So for this week of November 7th through the 13th, uh, we have Walking Club. That's right. Walking Club is back. It is November 12th. It's at 9 a.m. And yes, it is getting colder. But if you bring mittens and you get coffee and you have this nice little like conversation, you might not notice that it's cold. Also, it's like 70 degrees today. I was going to say, is Josh going to be having a walking group when there's like it's four p- inches of snow? No. Okay. It's It needs to he be walkable and not, yes, right? and not slippable or <laughs> okay. anything like that. So, um, but... Also, yeah. just temperature-wise, he'll have, like, a threshold. If it's below freezing, we probably will not be walking. Gotcha. So it'll be a game day decision. But as of right now, November 12th, 9 okay. a.m., okay. meeting at the Gals Guide Library, walking around Noblesville. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Uh, <laughs> so I will see you there because I'm trying to get in shape for a trip. So... I'll be there. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> so for more information, go to galsguide.org and click on that beautiful calendar. So now the big question is, though, is Bonnie ready to share her one cool sci-fi gal? I was. And I was looking to see if I work on November 12th. Oh, because you're like walking club. On, on days I work. On Saturdays? Yeah. Yes, exactly. But it's at 9 a.m. I work at 9 Oh, you do work it. Oh, you start the day early. Okay. I'm so used to you starting it like in the afternoon. No, it's on weekdays. Oh, barnacles. All right. Well, if you can join us, join us because it's really fun and we get good coffee. I'm overselling this coffee part, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) It can't be oversold. It is the essence. I know. It's the essence of walking club. Oh, that's sad. But who do you have for us? Well, now I just want to make a little graphic of ladies walking with coffee. <laughs> walking club. Walking and coffee and walking and coffee. Yes. <laughs> I have for my lady the fabulous Catherine yes. Kiernan Maria Mulgrew. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. That is yes. lovely. And I know a little bit about this lady. <laughs> Sweet. So Kate Mill grew as yes. her friends know her. So for sci-fi, yes. she is known as being Captain Janeway. Yay! On Star Trek is her her big thing. She was also mm-hmm. on, well, not sci-fi, but Ryan's Hope back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Red is in Orange is the New Black. Yes. She was born April 29th, 1955 in Dubuque, Iowa. To an Irish Catholic family. She was the second of eight siblings. Wow. Which also include Tom, Joe, Maggie, Laura, Tess, Sam, and Jenny. Uh, her father was a contractor and her mother was an artist. Oh. Uh, her mother knew the Kennedy family. 
Oh. And when Irish she, Catholic? Yeah. I mean, she I assume like, all Irish Catholics know the Kennedy. No, mom, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Her mom <laughs> went to a boarding school with one of the Kennedys. Oh. When her mother was young, I think her mother, which would be Kate's grandmother, gotcha. died when Kate's mom was like three. Oh, gotcha. And I think they, they sent her to a boarding school, and that's where she met one of the Kennedy girls and oh. became friends with them. That's cool. But she could have been JFK's. I know, right? Like, she worked for his campaign. Oh, cute. Um, but uh, Kate remembers a phone ringing, phone, the phone ringing at her one-room schoolhouse that she attended and the teacher sending one, everyone home because the president had been shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then her mom attended JFK's funeral because she knew him. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Her sister Maggie died as a baby when Kate was four. Oh. Um, and she remembers her sister's death at three months old. And there, there's a whole thing. She's got two great books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I know at least one of the audiobooks is narrated by her. I'm assuming the other one is too. Gotcha. Um, I mean, she's got a great speaking voice. I mean, there's a weird like confusion in there because, you know. I don't know anything about babies. <laughs> so um, I don't know if she is she blames herself for Maggie's death. I'm not Aww. sure if she is was really the cause of it gotcha. or not. Because um, blaming she, yourself and actually being to blame are two totally yeah. different things. Yeah, especially when you're a little one. She remembers coming to the realization when she was to watch her baby sister Maggie mm-hmm. and realizing she couldn't go play with the other kids. Like She, she realized she was Aww. losing her freedom. So she dumped out the milk in the bottle and gave the body the baby water. Oh, gotcha. And I don't know at what point. I know you can't give like a newborn water. Right, right, exactly. Three months. I don't know if that's like I don't know when you. Yeah. Are able to give them water, but she like grew up thinking she killed her sister. Oh, gotcha. So, and I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, because you're told not to, but at the same time, baby just died of like SIDS or something else. I don't know. Exactly. But she grew up thinking she killed her sister gotcha that's um, hard and i think you know when she told her parents what she did they were like N- you know every parent is gonna be like no, right, right, right. yeah regardless yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. be like nope wasn't you <laughs> and then her sister tess was diagnosed with a brain tumor oh, wow. when she was in her teens so kate remembers having to deal with that yeah. um she started out she had headaches and they grew up in a household where, like, you don't go to the doctor for anything. Right, right. Um, like, she had one of her brothers had, he got, like, a really bad cut on his leg. Mm-hmm. And his mom told him, I forget, to put something on it. Was it like Neosporin? Vaseline or something like It was that? something. It wasn't yeah. Neosporin, but she was Lard. like, yeah, put, put something on it and just, like, go to bed. <laughs> and when we woke up and his leg was, like, just purple. Oh. And they were like, okay. So he went to the hospital. Um, right but so they were like you toughen it up and then her mom kept telling her you know quit crossing your eyes they're gonna stay like that and it was a side effect because she had a brain tumor and it was causing her to have these headaches and her eyes were just like moving around to where they weren't supposed to be gotcha when she was 14 her father drove her three hours to do a audition in milwaukee Mm -hmm. And she didn't get the part because she was too young. Oh. 
Kate took the option to graduate early from high school same. in hopes of going to acting school early. Not same. <laughs> she, moved, she moved to New York for school. Um, the the agreement was is that she would go to, I forget what it was, basically a regular college. Okay. And then she would also be going to this like acting school on the side. Gotcha. Like the what, new that, school or that Juilliard only or something. Like one semester where she's like, no, I'm just doing the acting school. <laughs> That's the girl. Yep. <laughs> uh, her first big production was playing uh, Mary Ryan. Mary Ryan. Okay. On the soap opera Ryan's Hope. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. There you her go. Makes her. She makes like fun. ran into somebody like in the elevator. Yeah. And they knew they wanted to make the show with the Irish Catholic family. She's like, guess what I am. Yeah. <laughs> um. So at the time, she was filming the television show during the day and working on stage at night. Uh, while in New York, she received a phone call from her father saying that Tess had died. Oh, no. And her sister, what's oh, the one that starts with a J? Jenny was like visiting with her yeah. at the time, um, like for the summer. So Jenny was with her and her father just said, like, don't come home. He's Aww. like, we're burying her tomorrow. Gotcha. And there was something with that. I was rereading the first book. I hadn't got... There was something where he explains his reasoning for it, I think, in her second book, the one about her... Parents with uh, Alzheimer's? Yeah, her mom with Alzheimer's and her dad had cancer. Gotcha. And the book's, like, about her memories, I think, with both of her parents. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just about dealing with their deaths. It's kind of like all of the little memories. Thinking about their lives. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And the togetherness. Yeah. She found out in 1976 that she was pregnant. Gotcha. Um, the little story with that's like funny. She went out for like a weekend at like a lake mm -hmm. and they got there on like Friday and she went to bed and she got woken up Sunday morning and the dude's like, excuse, he was like, you've been sleeping for 32 hours. What are you pregnant? Oh, oh no! <laughs> so she's like, maybe I should take a test or something. Like, oh. <laughs> um, and then she, after talking to her doctor and her mother and the baby's father, she decided to have the baby but give it up for adoption. Gotcha. And she was real torn up about it because she's like, she knew she was worried about losing her job because she's acting, right? But she's also worried about uh, like she's not. Married to the dude's father and, and didn't want to be. Did and... not like her. Right. So like that was gonna be like a whole rough thing. Right. But she was pleading with her mother. She's like, well, maybe if I send the baby to you uh -huh. and give you money, every like you can raise the kid till they're like two, and then I'll come and get the kid. Like right. A Jack and Nicholson situation. Like, her mom's like, no, like I'm done raising kids. <laughs> right. Like, you're just you're just That's gonna have to put it up for adoption. Seven or eight of them. Yeah. yeah, and especially sure. with dealing, like, her mother did not have any more babies after Tess. Gotcha. Oh, like, yeah, After yeah. the death of, of her Of her daughter, yeah. Daughter. yeah. Absolutely. Um, she actually, <laughs> in the one, I don't think it was a, no, after her last baby, she came home with a jar Um. Because her mom, her mom was so funny. Like, she's like a super free spirit artist lady. Like, she right. sounds amazing. But she came home with a jar with some tape that she stole from the, the hospital. Yeah. put it on the jar. And she wrote, from, from whence you came on the jar. And it was her uterus was in the jar. Oh, my God. So the go back <laughs> so from whence you came. Like, on the fireplace. <laughs> 
<laughs> a uterus in a jar. Wow. <laughs> she wasn't playing. No. Oh, my goodness. Sweet. But yeah, she found she was uh, pregnant. She decided to give the baby up for adoption. Um, and she went to um, Claire Labine at Ryan's Hope, who's like the writer. Mm-hmm. She told her about a pregnancy and she offered to write the pregnancy into the show. Oh, there you go. Like yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, Especially because it was kind of soap opera-y. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we can play that who's the baby's daddy storyline yeah. for a good long time then. <laughs> uh, after giving birth, she went to the maternity ward to see her baby the the nurse there at first said she couldn't help her mm. but then she was like hey go down the hallway um, second baby on the right so she uh like lifted up the blinds to like the window and told her to Aww. look for her name um and she could just see you know a baby mulgrew and then there was a pink cat for a girl Aww. and she just was only able to like look at her for a little bit before she shut the blinds and she was like you, you right. need to get out of here before we get in trouble right but but there's that, yeah. Because yeah. she had made arrangements with a, like, very Catholic, th- like, organization mm-hmm. for the adoption. And they were very much like, you're going to sign this contract. There's no going back. You know, right. no contact. Like, no information. Yeah. Um, they did tell her that she would be able to pick what family it goes to. Okay. But she found out later, that's not where the baby went. Oh, no. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Mysteries afoot. But then when she went back to work after having the baby, like the first thing she did was there was a monologue for her character about her mm-hmm. devotion to the new baby. Oh. And she did it in like one take. Yeah. And normally she's like, she was just like, like after doing it, she was like, is that good? Okay, I'm leaving. Like Aww. she was like. Yeah. That had to be hard. Hmm. Um, after Ryan's Hope, she starred as M- Mrs. Columbo in a short-lived spinoff series oh. where she was like, it sounded kind of like a murder she wrote or something. She was like, okay. Miss Detective Lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> Based on the Columbo, the, what is it, Peter Falk? Yeah. She's supposed to be okay. Columbo's wife, okay. but they weren't like on scene together. Like, right. Ever. I think sometimes there were like phone calls or something. <laughs> they had an understanding. <laughs> she almost married a very controlling italian man who she met while vacationing there she was engaged to him Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he got like more and more like he was already like crazy eccentric italian dude sure right like but he got like he was starting to get like very controlling Uh. and eventually she left and she went home and like when her mom met him her mom was like, you need to understand my daughter's an American woman <laughs> oh, and she yeah. needs to work. Like See? she, we work here. <laughs> you can't control the woman like mm-hmm. little Italy back there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But Oof. she did eventually marry Robert Egan. Mm-hmm. He was a theater arts director. Uh, and they had two sons and she hired a young woman named Lucy to help with the boys around the house and also became part of the family. Aww. Like they would celebrate her birthday and stuff. Yay. Which is great. And then after the boys grew up, um, Lucy also helped uh, with Kate's aging parents back in oh. Iowa. Okay, gotcha. So Lucy's been like with her for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Kate and Robert got, di- or 
Was his name Robert? Yeah, Robert Egan got divorced when the boys were around 10. Gotcha. And then she took the boys on a trip to Ireland shortly after where she met Tim Hagen, Mm -hmm. who was a friend of her mother. Oh. And they had a little brief romance. A little Irish fling, if you will. Oh, see what I did there? Mm -hmm. In 1994, she got a call to audition for the role of a captain in Star Trek. Do it. Do that audition. She actually (laughs) botched her first audition. Oh, no. And Canadian actress Guinevere Bujold was selected for the part, but quit a few days into filming. Oh. So then Kate got a second chance. She auditioned again. Sweet. And then later, Tim Hagen popped up again. Oh. Um, after receiving a phone call from Kate's mother. What uh, is that sneaky mommy doing? Her mom's weird. Like, little match I can't imagine, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the age difference is, but if it's your mother's friend. Yeah. Like. Right. Now, does she like her friends thing? young or is her friends the same know. age as her? Mom her mom sounded like she was friends with everybody. Okay. Yeah, but her sure. mom was so funny. Like when she was going to Ireland, like when she told her mom she was going over there, she oh, you should look up my friend Tim. Yeah, yeah, sure. And she's like, I just got to do- like, mom, what are you doing? I just got divorced. Right, right, like, right. What you-? she's like, oh no, you you would never like just f- as a friend, you two would never be like. I feel like it was some weird <laughs> mm. reverse psychology mm-hmm. thing going on there. Right. <laughs> um. But years later, she ran into a nun that facilitated her adoption at a charity event. Oh. And what, like, she had been, like, before that, she had, like, hired a private investigator. Mm-hmm. She had called up some top clergy dude. Um, and she's, she's like, I want information about my daughter. Like, you, you didn't, you didn't do with her what you said. Like, she didn't go to this family. Right. She said she was going to. Like, yeah. I know that much. Like, what happened? And this was. A while after, like, this is after her daughter would have been an adult. Yeah. The the nun made the arrangements to give them a phone call. Oh. Um, and her daughter was 20, and they, they filled out the paperwork, they had a phone call, and they met the next weekend. Oh, wow. So she, she got to reconnect with her daughter that she lost. That was, like, Yay. it was bugging her, like, her whole life. Yeah, I could see that. That's very cool. Uh, she wrote Born with Teeth, which is her first book in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then her second book, which is How to Forget, uh, deals with her aging parents, so the battle with cancer and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And the Born with Teeth, she was actually born with she her back with teeth or something? full like set of oh, teeth. full set of teeth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. She's also, you know, arr, she's a feisty yeah. lady. So, I yeah. mean, like, the dualism of the name is perfect. <laughs> yeah. But she was literally born but with. I was just uh, like, oh, that, that poor mom. Uh, <laughs> I know. I uh. Yeah, no, that's nope. a painful shit. Yeah, yep. <laughs> both of her books are really great, and I mm-hmm. highly recommend them. Uh, but both of them do talk about some sexual assault. Yeah. And both of them, oh, that one in the second book. You were there like the day after I read it. Yes. I'm so mad. <laughs> yep. Hold it. It's something where when she's like 16, there's a dude that's friends with her dad. Mm-hmm. Asks her dad if it's okay if he 
dates his daughter and this right. dude's like 32 and she's 16 and she's oh 16 gosh. and he's and like the dad's like yeah he's like a psychiatrist <laughs> or something too oh yeah that makes or him totally therapist. stable it's something he's got some kind of <laughs> doctorate and whatever sure he doesn't he mean he's around, not a skis and he like took her on dates for like a year and like on her birthday like sexually assaulted like oh it was like mm. right yeah like the whole thing is just like just creepy cool. and just mm. mm-hmm. but like her parents give the okay right right yeah mm. like that's a whole other li- like i know it's the midwest and i know it was like they the knew 70s, the dude so it's yeah. gotta be fine but it's still not okay. But yeah. when she came home late that night, mm-hmm. she got in trouble. Of course. Dude did not get in trouble. You're like, I was with an adult, literally. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, so mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It was it was unpleasant. <laughs> but she has, uh, there is a statue in Bloomington. No. Yes. Where have I heard about that? I before? know. We went to go see it. We did. We didn't actually. Now, did you actually see the statue? Because I never actually I went to see the statue, but we went and saw Kate herself. Yes. So I feel like we got a really cool part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Kate recently spoke at the statue because I think they put it up during COVID. They did. Right before COVID. It was during COVID. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't get to do the whole dedication ceremony and stuff. So they did that recently. Mm-hmm. Where she gave a little speech at the statue, and then there was some little cute. event. It's on the, if you go to the Janeway <gasps> Collective, mm-hmm. um, definitely if you search on Facebook, because they did a Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And so they did a streaming of Kate nice. actually with the statue, seeing mm-hmm. it for the first time. Um, and it's really lovely. They posted the recording of the the other thing. Not yet. the other, not the, uh, not the Q&A sit down that we went to. There's mm-hmm. photos from it, of course. Mm-hmm. They recorded it. But they haven't released okay. that, to my knowledge, anyway. I, was like, yet. I saw a big old fancy cameras. So there was recorded. a couple of big old fancy cameras. I was like, they're doing a two camera shoot on this. That's quite mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and I was the person, like I was the closest <laughs> that you could be to her. You were so I the, close, like, I was, like eight feet away from. Did her. you get the eye contact? Because I well, got probably. at one point. I'm like, we locked eyes, and I'm like, she saw me. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool. But I was also in the front row. Like one of the speakers kept thinking, "Well, raise your hand if you have this." And I was, I was like, "I'm in the front row." And I just, I feel like you, I still you didn't had my want to hand block up. Anybody? Well, I feel like everyone else had already put their hand down, but I still had my hand up and was doing the put your finger down. If oh I yes, looked around, right, I was yes. like, no one else still has their hand. <laughs> you were counting the different ways to fight dementia. Yeah. I was very proud of you. <laughs> I did give up after one because I think it was like, it was like healthy eating and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, it was like, do you get eight hours of sleep? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. And I was like, it. no, I'm going to fail the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, writer and executive producer Jerry Taylor chose Bloomington, Indiana as the birthplace for her hey. captain character because she had attended Indiana University Bloomington. Yes, there you go. Um, and many women leaders in especially STEM cite Captain Janeway as a big influence mm-hmm. in their lives of, you know, yeah. getting into science. And there was a fantastic speaker that was at the event that mm-hmm. absolutely said that because they saw Janeway on television, they wanted to be in STEM. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. It was very much giving me, um, reminding me of when Ahura... Was mm-hmm. traveling around trying to get people to join NASA. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Get in the space mm-hmm. program. Uh, <laughs> Kate said that she's working on a novel. Yes. She said she, what was it? She said she said she had the title. I think it's called The Irish Castle. Is that what she said? Like, I'm sure it's set in Ireland. Right, exactly. She loves Ireland so much. Because I even asked Barb, I'm like, did she say The Irish Castle? Because. (laughs) If she didn't, you need to email her and say you came up with a good name for her book. Yeah, this is very true. That's pretty good. And you can come here for a book signing, just saying. Exactly. I'm sure she has more than a title. Because when I wrote this, it's a, a 2020 article that she was working on a novel. Right. So that was two years ago. Yes. I'm sure. And she. She's like was writing like her whole <coughs> life when she was in Italy with yeah. Crazy Dude. Mm-hmm. That's what she did all day is that she wrote. Yeah. So I'm surprised. Getting it out into the world. Like, yeah. Stuff out there with her. Well, there's probably stuff in drawers. There's probably yeah, stuff in I'm journals. Sure. Not all of it reaches the light of day, mm. but it could and it should. <laughs> but like her, her both her mother and father were like reading all the time nice her mother pushed her into doing like a poetry contest when she was little you mean like patron poetry <gasps> sorry <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> fantastic but yeah yay! yay captain janeway kate mo crew yep. i love it i love it and now it. she's on that um She's on at least one more Star Trek now. Uh, the animated the, one. Yeah. She's like a, the Janeway hologram. Yes. That's showing the, the little cadets, mm-hmm. the ropes, mm-hmm. which sounds hilarious. <laughs> For the people that aren't so sci-fi oriented, um, <clears throat> when we were talking about Kate Mulgrew earlier, yeah. before you guys went to, to introduce see her. her. Yeah, we did do the Gals Guide introduction. Yeah. Yes. Gals Guide officially welcomed Kate Mulgrew. Mm, yes. It exactly. was lovely. <laughs> Um, but you both told me, and how I recognized her was yeah. that she was in Orange is the mm-hmm. New Black. Yes. So, as red. Red. Mm-hmm. So, anybody listening out there Fierceness. that isn't as science fiction y as yeah. perhaps Leah or Bonnie, <laughs> you're more on my wavelength. There you go. She's also in, there was some interview where she talked about she's in some kind of series where she got to be um, a. a murderer and she was very excited to act as to be a murderer it was um uh a murder she wrote episode Uh, she was in like several episodes of those but i think this was a movie was it after that i think Hmm. it was after it was definitely after star trek right yeah it might have been after orange is the new black okay gotcha because I thought it was Angela Lansbury who shouted across the room, you make a very good murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's what you want to hear. <laughs> but then sure. when Angela Lansbury says murder. that, you're like, oh, okay, it's probably for murder she wrote. <laughs> Where if I say it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then it's like, hold on, what's the criminal indictment? <laughs> but yeah, for those who, who aren't into the sci-fi um yeah captain janeway is on this thing it's star trek where their whole thing is in like the first episode they get flung to the other side of the galaxy and even if they went top speed at their light speed warp drive or whatever warp drive yes it would take them like 70 years to get home yeah so they're, they're trying to get home but then also because Kate's character is a scientist, like she was mm-hmm. like the science route before becoming a captain. She's like, oh, but what's that thing over there? <laughs> right. Can we so take a little pit stop? <laughs> she's like, oh, but there's a thing. Because as part of the Federation, you're supposed to, you know, be sciencey and explore right. strange new worlds. Yes, exactly. 
But yeah, my dad's favorite joke was like, well, they got lost because there's a female captain. <gasps> Bite your he tongue, sir. I wanted to be like, <laughs> that joke only lasts one enough, episode. <laughs> if I was old enough, I would have been like, well, you know, a male captain wouldn't have stopped and asked for directions. Right, exactly. <laughs> Both would have been lost. Only yeah. one of them would have admitted it. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this episode. Stay tuned to join us for another cool woman of history as the Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>